0: Our good God talks with us and he invites you to stay constantly connected with him in powerful and practical ways as you go about your day today. So let's get started. Hi friends, it's Jen and we're continuing in our Awe in Advent series and we're looking at prophecies that were given about Jesus' coming back in the Old Testament and marveling and wondering and pondering the miraculous ways that Jesus fulfilled those prophecies. Today, we're looking specifically at how Jesus is the Son of God, who also came through the lines of Abraham and David. The prophet Isaiah offered a lot of prophetic words about Jesus, and one of them in Isaiah 9, part of verse 7, it says that he would be on the throne of David. And we can look back to both the stories of David and Abraham and see how God told them in advance that the Messiah would come through their line or that their line would be a established in ways that were beyond what's really possible for a mere human. In Genesis 22 verses 17 and 18, God is talking to Abraham and he says, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offering as the stars of heaven and as the sand on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice." So this is a prophetic word speaking of the ministry that will be fulfilled through Christ. And then talking to David, it's recorded for us in 2 Samuel 17, and I'll read verses 12 and 13, and then verse 16. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. And we see that fulfilled in the life and the ministry of Jesus. All the way in Revelation 22:16. This is Jesus speaking and it says, "I Jesus have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. We even see this listed in the genealogies of Jesus. So in Matthew chapter one, verse one, it says the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Jesus actually has two genealogies that are listed in the New Testament. Many scholars believe that Matthew one was the genealogy through Joseph and that Luke chapter three was the genealogy through Mary. Luke doesn't specifically mention Mary's name, but that wasn't a standard practice to reference women in genealogies. It typically followed the male generations of a family. But it's believed that Mary's dad was Halai, and I'm probably not pronouncing that right. And in Luke chapter three, verse 23, it says, Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about 30 years of age, being the son, as was supposed of Joseph, the son of Halai. And it continues on and lists both Abraham and David. So many scholars believe that Helai was actually mary's father and joseph became his son through marriage because in matthew chapter one it states that joseph's dad was jacob okay so what do all of these things have to do with us why do we care i have not always appreciated the genealogies that are listed in scripture especially back in the Old Testament, where it feels like there are pages upon pages of and -and so-and-so begat so-and-so who begat so-and-so. But genealogies are a record of their families. And specifically, when we're talking about Jesus, we're watching the fulfillment of promises. We're seeing who God chose to put in the biological genetic line of his son who he sent to earth. We know that God didn't take it lightly to send Jesus to rescue us. And Jesus wasn't just some man who happened to be born to a lineage of people. He was still the son of God. In Romans 8.32, it says he, talking about God the Father, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? God didn't withhold his own son from us, but sent him as our ransom. There's significance to slowing down enough to realize and reflect on the fact that the son of God was born just as God said he would be and was born as part of the Abrahamic and Davidic lines, son of God, son of David, son of Abraham, just as God said he would be too. As I've been talking about this with God, one of the things that really stood out to me is that God fulfilled his promises. He gave these words to Abraham and David and told them of something that was going to happen after their lives on earth were over. They didn't physically see the fulfillment of these promises during their lifetimes, but God still was faithful. God still upheld the promises that he made to them. I find encouragement in that as I hold to promises that I have yet to see fulfilled, as I hold to promises that are outlined for us in God's word of what he says life with him and life in him can be like. So today we're taking this uncommon topic of conversation, genealogies, into conversation with God. And here's the question that I encourage you to ask him. God, what do you and I need to talk about related to you fulfilling promises? Have a good talk.